Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of Blood on the Tamases, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set in Oxfordshire, England, 2012. With me tonight we have... Uh, Philip Bay playing the top-awed Silas Shaw of Clarence Bria. <laughs> uh, Bex playing a Velvet of Clan Ventry. Blaine playing Joanne Salt of Clan Torredo. And Carlos playing Theodore Penn of Clan La Sombra. Brilliant. So, um, for those of you who didn't catch last week or need a reminder, I would say we're now putting all of our recaps on the blog posts. So if you pop over to our website, to the latest post, there is a full recap of the last session there. And if you're joining us and you're trying to remember who all these characters are on SPCs, if you go to the ShrekNet files page on the website, there is a relationship map with all of the information about the characters, and you can always check in with that as they come up. So before we get into the kind of action of season five, we need to resolve a couple of, sorry, not season five, I'm getting ahead of myself, uh, episode five, we need to um, Spoiler. just tie up a couple of things for uh, episode four. Uh, because in episode four, there were a couple of stain-worthy actions and we didn't do our remorse checks at the end of last time. Uh, so this concerns two players, uh, first player it concerns is Silas, because Silas, in his battle with Amargo, when things were pretty desperate, he unleashed the beast and rode the wave. So he kind of deliberately called it forth rather than resisting it uh, to defeat Amargo. Uh, now, this, this is a two-pronged problem for Silas's soul. So the first issue is that is a shameful act that was witnessed by a member of his coterie, um, an elder of Oxfordshire, an ancilla of Oxfordshire, another ancilla of Oxfordshire, and a um, member of the Tokyo domain. And the other thing is, of course, is you're not supposed to serve the beast. And deliberately giving the beast control is about serving the beast as you can get. So for, breaking, for, so for bringing shame upon his blood, he's going to get a stain um, but for deliberately bringing the beast to bear in such a public setting and serving in front of those other people, he's going to get two stains for a total of three stains. Now, Silas, do you have any convictions that you wish to use to try and mitigate those stains to your character? I do. Ooh. I have never betrayed a friend. And as Silas was uh, either, fight, uh, either fight or flight, and he chose to... Uh, engage, he chose to engage and ride the wave to go forward and not betray Theodore, his friend. I like it. What a, what a wholesome thing that is. Fine. So I'll give you just two stains instead of three. Um, uh, now, what's your current humanity, Silas? I have seven. So I still only get one. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, but it was, you know, I, I still like the fact you did it. It does mean, of course, that that conviction, if you like, you've now drawn upon it and you'll be wanting to see your touchstone again um, to refresh that, which probably suits your plans anyway, in this case. So let's, let's have you make a remorse roll, shall we? And whilst you're doing that, I'm going to talk to Theodore. Now, Theodore, yours was a slightly less egregious thing. Uh, in order to get away from the pursuit of the black van um mm -hmm. you kind of let out your inner rage you know i imagine in that scene when he's driving you know he's 
he's driving like a vampire possessed. He's wrenching the wheel. He's snarling. He's doing all yeah, And by driving out. instinct, obviously your reactions are faster. You're better at handling the risks and all that kind of business. But you were, again, packed in a car full of other kindred, and you did serve the beast in a smaller way. So you'll get one stain. Do you have any convictions you wish to bring to bear against this lowly stain? Nothing that can mitigate that stain. In that case, what is your current humanity? Six. Cool. So in that case, you are only... There's only kind of one down, which means you're going to be rolling three dice. And I got two successes. So... I don't lose humanity. All right. And what about you, Silas? Nothing. All right, so, the, so the ramifications of this is as follows. Theodore, obviously, he's a character who likes to be a bit of a role model when it comes to following the oath and the rules. And so it is going to get to him. He had this less than satisfactory behavior in the, in the view of others. That is going to bother him to no small degree. Uh, Silas, you're going to have a different response. Your response is going to be that you were fighting an ancient vampire for the honour of Oxfordshire, and you were trying to save the life of your friends. And therefore, in this case, what you did was justified. And in his own mind, I recall when you were describing the action to me, you were talking about, you know, this idea of the sort of the, the strength in your blood, the bloodline of Sir James and how... You know, this was a kind of a power that could be used and that you chose to use that power in this circumstance. And you decided where it was going to go. So I think basically Silas does not feel he did anything wrong here. He did what he had to do to serve Oxfordshire and save his friends. So everything's fine. Fine, I tell you. Fine. So that will put you on Humanity 6 as well. Um, so good. So we have resolved those things. For those of you thinking, but hang on a minute, didn't Velvet like turn against his sire, who's technically his lord and like jazz? Don't worry, we're going to give Velvet stains later in the session. But I wanted to catch up from resolved scenes from last week, kind of before we moved on. So we are going to um, pick up the action. We are still the night that never ends on Thursday, the 2nd of August, 2012. And so many of our coterie were now reaching the end of the night in a fairly quiet space and time. Fairly quiet. It's not quite over for everybody yet, and we'll come to some people in a minute. Um, Velvet in particular, things are very much not safe or quiet. We were in Sir Enolf's home, this lofty mansion that is musty and poorly lit and somewhat echoey and Velvet had encountered and deliberately I should say it had encountered his sire Sir Wallace in that house now Sir Wallace had been up to something a bit weird he'd been setting various things up and doing all kinds of business there was a kind of an odd he brought some kind of person in with him he'd had a delivery of some kind of objects um, there was blood leading from the front door into the house and Velvet along with a shall we say the C team of Kindred um, sort of I, I think that's generous so do you think yeah probably is a bit um, yeah. Brick and Pope and Barnaby and Adam had gone to the house to confront Wallace and their plan had been that you know 
Elvik was going to distract Wallace and the others were going to jump him. And that's pretty much what happened. Um, and there was a pretty brutal fight. Um, and the current situation is that Wallace is pretty much down on one knee. He has a bear trap attached to one leg and does not look very happy about it. Uh, he has multiple injuries, including a broken fence post sticking out of his back that has been driven in fairly deep, but also various other slashes and wounds and things. However, he does not look to be anywhere near torpor or final death yet. He does, however, look very annoyed by what has been happening to him so far. Um, his sword is currently um, slick with kindred blood. That blood is uh, belongs to Barnaby, who was impaled on it. Barnaby is currently in the process of trying to remove himself from that sword, but does not look in the best of health either. Uh, Soap has crawled her way into the room from, from this dark room where you had encountered Wallace before, and she is missing her right leg below the knee. Uh, and also looks like she is not having the best of days. Um, the last time you saw Brick was when he followed you into the dark room, but he has not yet returned from the dark room. You don't know what happened to him. Now, Velvet, you are standing in front of Wallace. Yep. You have been engaging in a, in a combat with him for a number of rounds. Yep. Uh, both trying to sort of strike him with your fists and also with a knife. And as we ended things, Wallace, with his fangs bared, was reaching to, towards you with his free hand to grab you. Yep. What, if anything, would you like to do? So he doesn't have hold of me at the moment. He's not yet grabbed you. He looks like he's about to try. So what is Velvet's response? Okay. Um, I'm close to him, though. I'm close to his face. Right. Yeah, you're, like, close, you're, you're both it. close to each other because you've been you've been fighting him. Yeah. As you were fighting him, I was failing to have um, his hand on the left him from the side and got impaled. Yeah. Okay. Then I think because partly because I'm very hungry, but also because I am very angry, I'm just going to headbutt mm. him in the face. <laughs> Excellent. I will just allow you to make that roll. It is at a static difficulty of one. He is not trying to dodge you. It is just going to be strength and brawl, right? It is just going to be strength and brawl, yes. Hurrah. Or as we know it in my country, a lonely die. <laughs> yeah, a lonely hunger die. A lonely die here. Well, and as long as lonely, you, if you rouse. You, you could rouse, but you are on hunger, hunger what, sorry? Hunger, hunger four. four. Yeah, you can rouse if you want. I am not going to do that. I... Okay. So if you roll your hunger die, if you roll a one, I need to know. Nope, I've rolled one success. Okay. It was not a one, obviously. So, you headbutt Wallace, and it's fair to say, that does not have the effect that you would desire. Nope. In the normally, if you headbutt someone, even if they're you know fairly tough, it's still a, a painful, nasty thing. You do headbutt him. He doesn't really move in any way other than the way he was already intending to move. You kind of bounce off him somewhat. He does grab you uh, by the front of your shirt. Um, and he, as you're headbutting him, he's pulling you towards him. He sinks his teeth into your shoulder. Okay. His fangs penetrate through the fabric of your clothing, 
deep into your flesh. Um, and you feel like he is starting to try and drink from you. What a bastard. Right. Okay. Around this point. Yep. Um, as you are kind of looking over Wallace's shoulder, you will come face to face with Barnaby, who has now removed himself from that sword, and he has moved behind Wallace, and he sinks his teeth into the back of Wallace's shoulder. Begins to try and feed from him. <laughs> what? This, this is the, the version of... As Barnaby of... staggers towards you, you will see that he's lost a lot of blood through the skewering that he has endured at Wallace's hands. Oh. Um, and he looks like he's set on getting some of that blood back. Yeah, this oh, is the what? vampiric yeah. centipede. This is a slightly <laughs> twisted state of affairs. Yes, okay. So, you are uncomfortably close to Wallace. Yeah. But also on Hunger 4, and you are uncomfortably yep. close to a number of open wounds and the stench of blood. And that means yep. that you need to make a Hunger Frenzy check. Okay. Like what everybody else in this room just had to make. <laughs> what will I roll? Just you basically, it's Yeah, so it's going to be um, your current willpower, your undamaged willpower, plus a couple of dice for your humanity. So three. I should say that unless you're Velvet, the rest of you regain superficial willpower as normal at the start of this session. Velvet will get that willpower back at the end of the night, if relevant. Okay. What'd you get, Velvet? I have got one ten. Okay, Eight single so success. Yes. Yes. Not enough. Okay. You are struck by the urge to feed and feed desperately. So for a moment, you do exactly that. And it is a very strange sensation because you are able to get your fangs into Wallace. He's not trying to stop you. He is entirely set on <laughs> taking the blood from your body. Yep. You are also set in taking the blood from his body. So is Barnaby. Now, in your favour, Wallace's blood is very potent. It's more potent than yours. So you are getting, if you like, more juice per drink per <laughs> okay, yep. than Wallace is from your lacklustre blood. Yep. He also has the problem <laughs> that Barnaby is draining him at the same time. You get more bang for your buck. Yeah. You get more bang for your buck. For a moment, you are lost in the, the kind of experience of the feeding. Um, and it is, a, it is a glorious, a glorious thing. And then you have this and a horrible sensation as your meal is ripped away from you. Um, and you can recheck your hunger frenzy. You are currently on hunger three. Okay. I'm going to give you a retest in this moment. Difficulty is lowered, but you still have to check against it. Okay. So it's still the same willpower. 
Zero successes. Excellent. So here's what happens. <laughs> For a moment, everything is kind of, you know, all of your thoughts are about the sensation of feeding, blood in your mouth. Odd memory, actually, of when you had Wallace's blood before, which was, of course, when he sired you. And that very intense feeling. And as much as you hate Wallace, there is something about his blood that is undeniably desirable to you. And then he is not in your grasp anymore. He is sailing through the air away from you into a wall. And you realize that Brick has returned and has literally lifted him off the ground and thrown him at the wall. And Wallace hits it very hard and, and cracks the, the wall itself. There is a sort of puff of dust from the wall as that happens. Poor wall. You don't really hear in any kind of meaningful sense Barnaby swearing. You just kind of catch the sound coming from his mouth. Tis meal has also been ripped away. You're fleetingly aware of the discomfort of that in your mouth, how that pulled at your fangs in a way you didn't like. Only fleetingly, because all you really care about is that blood. That blood is sailed off nearby, and you pursue that blood with a singular mind. So you don't really hear in a meaningful way Adam's voice. He is trying to shout something, something important. Words, words which a part of your mind might recognize when this frenzy is over, but right now they don't mean anything. Something about Enolf. Enolf <laughs> is coming. Something. Panic. Panic in his voice. It doesn't mean anything to you because fundamentally it's not blood. What you want in this moment is blood, and that is exactly what you go for. You throw yourself onto Wallace. Now, Wallace at this point is not trying to fight you, he's trying to pull his head out of the wall. Yes. He's somewhat distracted. On, <laughs> okay, um, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Wallace is also, though, trying to talk as he's doing this. Catch something again, like Wallace saying something like, How he finds us, he will kill us all. You need to put aside this petty, at which point you sink your teeth into his flesh and you don't care what he's talking about. You're drinking that sweet, sweet blood and everything's golden. Um, yep. You're dimly aware of a sort of tussle around Wallace's body um, because Honorby, you think, might have also latched onto Wallace again. And... Just need to make a couple of quick I'd checks. Say, so far, everything's coming up in my favour. <laughs> um, so, what happens is this. When the red mist clears your eyes, you are aware of hands trying to pull you back from Wallace's body. And your vision kind of clears... You can see that he is laying face down in front of you. There's still a fence post sticking out of his back. Still has the wounds from before. He has clear, empiric puncture wounds, multiple puncture wounds. If he's been bitten and fed upon multiple times around his shoulders, that have gone through his shirt and his waistcoat. 
he is as pale, even from like from the skin around the wounds, he is as pale as you have ever seen him. He is corpse-like. Um, what's your current health, Velvet? Uh, one superficial. Excellent. You're dimly aware that in the midst of all of this was some kind of struggle. Um, and you've basically taken an additional four superficial halved round down to two. Okay. Um, because you don't think that Wallace went down without some kind of fight. Yep, okay. But it was a bit of a desperate flail with two vampires on his back as he went into hunger frenzy before torporing. So, Velvet, it's weird because on the one hand, you don't feel so hungry anymore. On the other, you feel that thrill of that potent blood still on your lips and your tongue it feels powerful you feel powerful you feel like your blood is kind of singing on some level with the strength of that blood you've just taken in it's a it's a heady experience feels good good indeed um as i say you're aware that you're being pulled backwards and there are people talking and there is panicked voices. Your brain is gradually coming down from that high, not completely, but enough to realise that maybe you should listen to what they're saying. Okay, yep. You recognise that one of those voices is Adam's voice. And that's the voice I listen to. And that is the voice that you're listening to most, but you're also aware of the others speaking. Yep. Um... As you turn towards Adam, you will see that he has uh, a bruise starting to bloom on his cheek. What is this shit? Okay. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say, um, well, where did, you, where did you get that? What happened? He looks at you like you're slightly insane and says, Sir Enolf's here. Sir Enolf's here. What? What? Sir, what are we going to do? Well, probably I should go and talk to him. Uh, and the rest of you should probably leave and take this with you. Uh, you say take this with you, would you? Oh, you I'm just, just sorry, I'm gesturing at Wallace's corpse or torpid form. Uh, I'm probably... I uh, spoke to him earlier this evening, so... um. You hear fast footsteps coming down the corridor. Uh, I, I say, just go now, all of you. I'll, I'll talk to him. So, and I'll, I'll make my way towards the footsteps. Okay, so you are making your way towards yep. the footsteps. And Rick will be going to pick up soap from the floor. Adam looks like he doesn't quite know what to do. And he says, he says to you, you didn't see his eyes. I, I don't think you should talk to him. It's, I'm sure it's fine. I, uh, I feel pretty good right now. So uh, point of fact, I'm pretty sure I can talk to him about this. It's not. But Wallace can't be here or, uh, you know. You should just go put him in the car. Just don't wait. If I don't come out, then you have to, you have to go. 
Callum looks very scared for you. He says, please, can't we just go together? Footsteps sound very close now. Rick is picking up soap. Um, Great, fine. In which case, I'll try and... He's looking around because... Where's Barnaby? Look around for Barnaby. You can't see him. Fine. Well, I will pick up Wallace. You can now see that one of the doors... um, because you remember there were two other exits. There yes. was the, the yep. way that Wallace went into the room. That that door is now swinging as if it has been recently be opened. But Barnaby is nowhere in sight. Barnaby has okay. left the room. Then I will pick so up fast, Wallace. You didn't see it happen. Okay. Then I'll pick up Wallace, assuming that I can, and make for the door. The one that I think Barnaby went through. Or whatever is the door that's not leading to the traps or the door that I think Sir Anolf is going to come through. Okay. So you go to Wallace's body. The good yeah. news is it's a bit lighter than normal because it's been drained of a lot of blood. Woo. Bad news is that um, you're a wimp. And yeah. Picking up yeah. a body is not easy yeah. and quick. So you can like drag this body in a painstaking way towards that door if you want to. But it's difficult. Not Velvet's bag. You can rouse if you want to try and do it faster. Yep, yeah, let's do that. Okay, I would like you to make a pure strength... Oh, strength and athletics, actually. Okay. See if you can get him out of the room before Enolf walks in. Um, you can have... Yep. One extra success, because Adam will be assisting you. Okay, so I'm going to get one for the rise and one for the extra... Oh, I don't need to roll the extra success. I don't need to roll the extra, that's just an assist. So you can just... Okay. Sorry, no, it's Adam what? assisting you. You get an extra die. Sorry, you get an extra die. Oh, sorry. Uh, then I've, I've rolled... Adam's, Adam's about roll. as athletic as Velvet is. So Yeah, okay. So I haven't die. rolled the right number of dice. So I need to roll just one another d10? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, one success out of three. Excellent. So, what happens is this. Um, Rick is going through the door. Like, so, he's leaving the room as you and Adam are starting to kind of lift Wallace's body and drag him towards the door between you. Yeah. It's awkward because there's like a fence post sticking out of his back. Yeah. And it's making it harder. And he's still heavier than you thought he'd be somehow. And the door opens and Enolf steps into the room. Now, the last time you saw Enolf, I should say as well, he doesn't step into the room alone. He's dragging Isabel behind him. Oh, dear. Um, he, the last time you saw him, of course, he had a bloodstained shirt on and he looked a bit of, and it was a bit untucked, a bit of a mess. And that is still the case. The difference now is that he looks at you a little bit like someone might look at, I don't know, a meal or <laughs> something that really, or certainly something that falls in the category of prey rather okay. than much else. Yep. He does, however, speak. Um, and he, say, he says, what is this? I'm doing what you suggested and protecting the thing I love. I'll look at Isabel, 
can I use this time to try and make an assessment of what sort of condition she's in? She looks unharmed. Fine, okay. So he's he's dragging her, but she's not like she's not like being dragged across the floor, sort of thing. No, she's not been like dragged on the ground. She's just walking behind him, but he's holding her hand. Okay, fine. He's moving very fast as he comes into the room very aggressively, and so she is sort of pulled in behind him. But she looks. I mean, it's Isabel. She looks pretty okay. composed. Then I'll add to that. I'll say, um, just like you were doing. He, um... He says loudly in a shout. Who is that? Is he, is he gesturing at Wallace? No, he's he's looking past you to the door and he's shouting and he says, I'm back here. Then you hear Rick walking back into the room. It's Soap. Soap looks very worried and she is looks like she's trying to communicate but without saying anything out loud to brick but brick is ignoring her he just glassy-eyed walks backwards into the room and enolf looks first at wallace you're carrying (laughs) and at adam at you at brick at soap And expression of extreme distaste goes across his face. Are you doing or saying anything before Enolf does? Um, no, it isn't so. He, I mean, he, I've told him why I'm doing this. So if he doesn't buy that, then that's my play. Okay. Looks at you first, Velvet. He okay. says, "What is it that you love?" I will say, um, "Yeah, okay." I, I'll take Adam's hand. Okay. I'll say, um, "This is who I love." Are you dropping Wallace to do this? Yeah. If I'm going to die, I'm not going to die. I'm going to die being myself. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So there is a thud as Wallace's corpse hits the floor. Yep. And you take Adam's hand. Adam's, I should add, trembling hand in your own. Nevertheless, Adam will stand up with you. He won't, like, retreat from you or anything else. Yep. He looks like he's, like, half a step away from terror frenzy. Like he's squeezing your hand tight and he's shaking and he looks terrified. And and Anolf looks at Wallace, says, and Vi, he in this condition. Because he came between the me and that. And what you said to me earlier, and it spoke to me. 
what sort of a defender of Oxfordshire would I be if I didn't stand up for the things I care about? If this city is going to burn, as you say, then we have to protect the ones we love. Guys, flash towards yours and you see again that piece of kind of primal anger just very very thinly held back he says and why should do this in my home well sir there was not my intention it is just that I found him here and he was um setting some kind of traps in the room back there like the one around his leg he uh he had been here the whole night, had some sort of deliveries made or something. And, uh, and, and so this is where he was when I came in to talk to him. He told me I didn't have the stomach to help him out. So I don't know, sir, what he was doing here. But I got the impression that it had to do with you. So I'll begin to attend to the details of Wallace's leg, and he is looking at the blood on the floor, and you can see him thinking, but it seems really slow. It looks like he's taking him a lot of effort to think about this, but he is does seem to be thinking about it. I'll say, now, um, oh, sorry. Oh. Well, okay, if you want to add something else, you can, and then, then we're going okay. to get to a crunch point. Okay, he, he, I'll say, um, he said that he was uh, here to clean up your mess. Okay. Can you make for me uh, a charisma and persuasion roll? Yep. Many successes are preferable. Okay, well, then I will rise. You said charisma. Cool. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, wow. charisma and persuasion. That. Um. That is three successes. Can I go and willpower that? Certainly can. You have you have three dice that did not turn into successes, so you could re-roll all three. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, three or three. Yeah, yeah, three non-hunger dice that she can re-roll. One additional success, which is a ten, if that matters. Sure. So you're full successful. Yes. Okay. He uh, says, does not need this dishonorable trap <laughs> to clear up anything. This is betrayal. What? Indeed. Say, um, well, sir, I would, uh, would advise you to, uh, to not go into the, the room back there. And, um, he, there, he had someone else with him, but I don't so know. As you're saying that, as you're saying yeah. that, he suddenly lunges forward and grabs you. Okay. Then doesn't do anything else. He, and he starts to say, you will not advise me. And then he stops. 
let's go of you. There's fog room. So I'll, po- I'll point at the room, the, the where the traps were, and I'll say, um, it, it's in here, sir. But sir, I'm with another person, and I don't know where that person is. He looks down again at the blood on the floor that leads from where he came in across to that room. Yeah. He crouches down, which kind of pulls Isabel slightly down with him. He puts his finger into the blood and sniffs it. It's, uh, it's, it's fine vintage. Touches it to his tongue. And then he gets up. He walks halfway across the room and suddenly stops. And Isabel is kind of forced to stop quite abruptly. because He hasn't let go of her hand. He looks around at Brick and he says, Stay there. God lets the vermin go. And Brick locks up and puts on a firm grip on soap. And then he walks into the... He doesn't like stride into the room, but he goes to the room, to the entrance to the room. And kind of pushes the door open and, and, and looks in. I'll say, um, do, you, do you want me to stay here? These, these people were helping me. They, they, the people who are with me, they helped me. He, um, doesn't answer you for a few moments. Okay. It feels tense. I'm not sure if he hears you or if he just ignores you or what. After a while, he will turn around um, and says to you, you and your love, Nico. What about the others? Can I take them with me? Spot others. Point of brick. I'll say, he, I wouldn't... He helped me, so to... He marches over to, as you're saying that, to where they stand. Yeah. And he um, as this vermin. He grabs soap. I'll say, um... Head. I'll say, sir, she was the one who told me. There's a crack. Brick suddenly shudders, however. Um, he's not able to move, but you see him trying. You suddenly see it's like he regains focus. You know, of course, that being a kindred, she's not met final death with this. Yeah. She has gone into torpor. I'll say, um, sir, I would not have known that Sir Wallace was here if they didn't tell me. I would not have been able to come here and find this out for you turns around and looks at you and says to you and Adam, leave my home and do not come back. I would like you to make a, uh, let's see, a intelligence and resolve roll for me, please. Yep. Okay. Just making one for Adam. Oh, Adam. I have two successes. Whatever you were trying to say is irrelevant. Your brain locks up. You are going to leave this place and you're not coming back. And that is exactly what you do. Hand in hand with Adam, you walk out. 
Okay. Like two, two kind of barely active puppets. Okay. Until you have gone like. You do hear, however, the sounds of bones cracking, and the sound of Anolf shouting ragefully. You dare come to my home, vermin? And you hear that for quite a while as you walk with Adam, both still gripping each other's hands tight, somehow even through the command. Nevertheless, you obey that command. You walk for some time, not only leaving the building, but also leaving the grounds and going on. I will allow you, however, to make a wits and awareness roll. Okay. So we haven't, we haven't got in the car. We've walked away, right? He didn't say get in the car. Actually, could go. Yeah, you'll probably walk back yeah. to your car. It's reasonable. Yeah. That's a way to follow his demand swiftly. One success. Okay. That is not quite enough. But what you will get is this. As you are walking through the grounds and leaving, you catch out of your periphery a car pulling away outside Anolf's place. Not far away, in fact, from where you parked. You okay. don't see much detail of the car or indeed who is driving the car or who the passengers of the car are. You just okay. are aware that a vehicle leaves, that someone else was here and they are, they are leaving as you, as you go back to your okay. car. Right. Okay. Um, it's probably whilst you are driving away from Enolf's place, when you've put some distance between your place and uh, between yourself and, and there, you will begin to regain control of your faculties. Uh, can I just? But I will come back to you actually in a moment for yeah. that, just to see okay. what you do. So you've got time to think about what of Enolf's response is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Theodore, I want to jump to you because we still need to resolve your evening. Um, now then, you are in a car does not drive very well. I'm not driving it anymore, so it's okay. Peter is driving the car. Yeah. You've gone through an incredible, and I should say Seth, a legless Seth is in the back with you, um, as is a torpid Silas. Mm. Now, you've been through a horrendous amount of threat and danger and violence miraculously have come out with very few injuries to speak of. Pretty great. The problem that you have is that you are ravenously hungry. About as hungry as it's possible to get. And the other problem that you have, as Ota is trying to kind of wrestle with the steering wheel to get this car to kind of obey his commands, as you're trundling, um, you're, you're in Oxfordshire now, you're definitely in kind of, if you like, safer territory. But the problem is, is you become aware that there are a lot of open wounds in this car. Like, there is a hole in the middle of Silas's body where he impaled himself. There is the lower half of Seth's body in general. There are some partially healed bullet wounds that Otis got. Oh, Cheng Li's here as well. She uh, looks relatively uninjured. That smell, that confined space... Oh, oh, it's a heady cocktail for Theodore, let me tell you. 
So my next Dick's ST move of the evening is to ask you to make a hunger frenzy check. The problem about being a hunger five is that need to feed is all present. Very hard to deny. So I'm going for a hunger frenzy check. Yeah, excellent. Wait, just waiting for it to resolve and the... Sure. Clicked There's nothing it. like frenzying vampires in a car if the previous Chronicle taught us anything. Um, oh, yeah. Six successes, critical win? Not tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, this night was about restoring honor. Theodore is not going to allow any more honor to go. And he's still feeling that shame of, you know, that display earlier. So now he is the model of propriety. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You assume at this point, for right. sorry, for this role, I would assume that I had my full willpower. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I had regained willpower and also healed the aggravated willpower for getting closer yes. to my ambition last session. So I had all of my willpower plus my humanity. So it was full pull. Right. Cool. You hold that down with a kind of iron will. It is nonetheless an effort. It is a struggle to do so. But no one else in the car is aware of your struggle. Even though, for a few moments, it is all you can do is to grip the seat of the car and concentrate, and perhaps also the dice show of Amargo that you've got on your lap. Hold it and just think, not let anything show. And you succeed in that. And so, with that disaster tragically averted, you make your way into Oxfordshire, are you telling Ota to go anywhere in particular? Um, a, a normal area that we know is like scarcely populated. Maybe in the, in the area of South, South of Oxfordshire that has the, the fields and the farms. So yep. there's yep. plenty of spaces where we can get there. And I can message uh, Sir Holder to let her know that, that the party that, that, well, that we have come home and would like to meet. Um, but we, we had people hot in our tail and uh, a message to Miyuki to check if she's okay. And a message to Velvet and Joanne, you're probably in the Cody chat or whatever. Um, <laughs> a message to Velvet and to Joanne, just checking on them, checking on how they are and where they are. You send out a flurry of messages. Um, we'll come back to whether you get responses from Joan and Velvet another time, but certainly you won't immediately in either case. And you send a message to Holder. Uh, she will reply. Um, say, are you being followed now? Not to my knowledge. Well, um, actually, it would be will tell, me, tell Sir Holder not to my knowledge, because I know I'm messaging the, her, her assistant. But it's okay, yeah. yes, not to my knowledge. I just reply normally. Yeah, it's fair to say Sir Holder is not writing you any messages. No, no, no. <laughs> you know that. You know, she doesn't use this kind of shit. Um, all right, so you will, get, you will be instructed... Um, to wait in your current location 30 minutes and then to go to an address that is sent to you. 
Will do. In the meantime, I inform uh, Ota and Chen Li and Seth that we are safe. And I already get in touch with the, the Southern Gatekeeper. And we will be you know, taken care of and protected. And okay, probably, you, I don't know, light a cigarette or do something. Pass yeah, the there is this weird kind of quiet moment where you, you light a cigarette. Um, it is also, of course, still the blood smell, whilst you can, can deal with it, is very apparent to Theodore. It is a problem. Yeah. You're aware of niggling at you. Good thing, in a way, is that you are not around many other people, so the threat is purely in the car. You're not being drawn by people on the street or anything like that. It is, it is tempting. Every time you look vaguely in Silas's direction or Seth's direction. No, Silas is in the trunk and I'm not looking at anyone. I'm having a cigarette away from the car. <laughs> I am okay, removing so when you myself car, from the equation. It gets a bit easier. But your mind is conjuring, you know, you could easily imagine if you just went to the trunk of the car, the boot of the car and opened it up, no one would know. I mean, there is the thought, very easy to do. Seth's not in a condition to fight you. It occurs to you, you know, it's, it's all there. You're, you're in control of it, but it's just, you really do need to eat right now. That is the thing that is on your mind. You smoke your cigarette and you look calm as anything. Everything's fine as far as the outside world is concerned. The time will pass. It's quiet. It is still. You begin to have that sense of, you know, the, ma the majority of the night is over. That idea of out in the open under open sky and it starts to not it's not urgent but you get that slight twitchiness of you'd quite like to be somewhere underground or indoors about now but the time lapses if anyone is following you it's fair to say that others are keeping a lookout they don't report anything no like other cars turn up it's very quiet. It's like the, the, the quietest time of the night. Occasionally, you do see like the odd lorry go by, but no police cars, no um, like black vans or anything. And you drive to an address, which is basically what looks at first glance like in a, a kind of very old farm outhouse building. Um, but it is quite, there's like a, when you go to the location, there is a, um, like a dirt track that takes you off the main road to this kind of set of barns. Um, and whilst they're in a fairly ramshackle state, when you go in, um, there is no kind of door that's got like a lock on it or anything, but there is a beam on the inside that you can use to secure it. Um, there are no windows. The, you will note things like the walls have been meticulously boarded over. So whilst it looks ramshackle, it is also quite sunlight-proofed as far as these things go. How late in the evening is it? Oh, I mean, it's probably by this stage 4.30 in the morning. And the sun's coming up like in an hour or so? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to go to bed with an empty stomach. No. I think Theodore would go out for a quick hunt. Okay. Juicy. Theodore goes out for a quick hunt. Just tell me quickly, what kind of, how is Theodore intending to feed? What's his plan? 
if there is any farm with animals around it, he's not been, like this is one of those moments in which animal blood will have to do if need be. Okay. But most likely, most likely, uh, one of those farms will have a house or something of the matter. So okay. I will try to find one of those, like a small farmhouse or a cottage or something. All right. Especially in the way we came. So I would know if there is a house on the way instead of walking blindly. Sure. So this is going to feel very tight, Theodore. Yes. Okay, you find, you do remember there being farmhouses, you go back towards the main road a bit more, you will eventually find a farmhouse. Because obviously there are no lights on, it's quiet, but it does look lived in, it looks active. Okay, how big is Um, it? How big does it look like? You think, you think there's probably got more than one person here, or it's big enough to take at least... A couple, maybe a family. Okay. I check the basics, front door, back door, like any any entrance that could have been like, if it's out in the fields, it's something that would have left be uh, open or or lose a window. Sure. You will realize that there is a dog. Oh, poor farm dog. Poor. But at the moment, the farm dog is asleep. Great. I just. I use a uh, shadow cloak just to help me with stealth. And then I... Yeah, the shadows will naturally come to your aid to make you slightly harder to see as you creep around the side of the farm. The darkness feels close tonight. Easy for you to call it. You are looking around for a way in. And it seems like Theodore's lucky night, for the back door is indeed unlocked. These people in the countryside, so relaxed, make your way into the house. You have to keep them safe, so they keep leaving these doors open. So I will be very gentle with them. (laughs) Okay. So I would assume I need to make a stealth check or something along those lines. Um. I'm going to save this for now because I think that with your shadow cloak and the fact that it is the depth of night and everyone is asleep, your luck is in. I'm not going to make you make a stealth check. However, you are going to have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. As you start to move through the house, you are acutely aware of the smell of blood. Like open wounds or anything like that. But you can almost, before you get to where it exactly is, a part of you can almost sense it. You move through the house drawn to places of warmth humanity where you might feed so there are um, there is a room that looks not like a child's room certainly like a young person's room there are kind of posters on the doors and things Um, and you also find what looks like a kind of master bedroom then you'll also find a bedroom that does look more like a child's room, sorts. But that room is the door is open and seems empty. Mm-hmm. Where does Theodore want to go? He thinks you have the suspicion there are people, at least one person in either of those rooms. So you're going to go for the the young adults' room, or you're going to go for the what you think is the older adults' room. 
master bedroom. So when you go to the master bedroom, you find a couple asleep in bed. One of them is obviously having some kind of dream. Their foot is twitching. The other is just stone cold sleep. That one. <laughs> that move one. around the bed. You quietly as you can. Very gently. Also Every little sound is amplified, of course. It's louder to you than it is to the sleeping people. With the shadows softening your movements, you creep around the bed, lean down over what looks like a fairly um, sturdy-looking woman um, who looks like she spends quite a lot of her time out in the sun. Her skin has that slightly rougher, a lot of time outdoors kind of quality. She has the, the look of someone that's done a lot of outdoors work in her lifetime. You would guess that she is somewhere, a bit like the, the man next to her, somewhere in the, her 50s, maybe late 50s. Okay. Still quite physical looking, you know? It's quite, quite strong. You slide your teeth effortlessly into that flesh, the softer flesh of her neck, let's say. But as you do so, Get that taste, taste of blood that you have been craving. In that moment, all of that restraint that you have been holding down rushes up to the surface. Now, I'm going to lower the difficulty for this because you've got a crit win on your previous restraint check on the beast. However, it is still a hunger five tasting blood. So, good luck. Yeah, um, I think I will need it. <clears throat> Four successes. Four successes. So, how much do you want to take from this woman? One. How long are you going to stay there? Just one. So you sip, you sip from her. It tastes oh, good. Because um, I, I'm aware, like what I want to do is effectively I'm going to take two points of blood, but one from each. I don't want to drain either of them because I don't want to okay. stay longer in at either's neck than necessary. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just and sort of... And there is the issue that the sun is coming. So you're going to try and take a little from each as quickly as you can rather than a longer, slower, protracted Yes, feed. I understand. Yes. Very gentle, but that's what I do. Okay. You do that. Um... The disadvantage for doing this is that you will still be a hunger four and you will still have to make another check, I'm afraid. It will be faster. Yep. I, I'm sorry to overcheck you I on this. Uh, had you say stay? No, no, I, um, I, 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 I was also aware of that, but I got six, six seven successes, critical win. Okay, fine. Fine. Like I got a roll three tens. Fine. <laughs> So, like the other might be uh, fury frenzy or fear frenzy prone, but not hunger frenzy. Oh, the beast is getting none of it tonight. No. Nope. You take yourself down to hunger three. Whew. You do two swift, professional, quick feeds. You close the wounds behind you. You slip away into the night. Oh, one the wiser. 
and you, with as much dignity as you can muster, run. Yes, yeah, so beat the sun. Like I book it to your safe bolt hole. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to briefly pop back to Velvet just to see what, if anything, Velvet does that's kind of critically important. Um, once the the command of Enolf begins to lose its grip, I should say the echo of that command remains. You have okay. you may you may also uh, this may be in character how Velvet feels, but regardless, Velvet will not be going back to Enolf's house. Fine, yeah, okay. Am I driving the car? Um, I'm going to assume that Velvet drives the car in this relationship. Okay. Sure, that sounds sensible. Um, so when I, when it, uh, when that passes it to whatever degree that it has um yeah, because I, at first obviously you don't even talk to each other you yes, just do the thing you're going. told to do and now you you find yourself kind of coming back that, so when, that terror that kind of controlled grip begins to ease so then i think this is this is the point at which all the things that have happened will start to dawn on him and so he will not then be capable really of driving in that moment. So he will pull over to the side of the road. Um, And I don't know, I don't know how much of this you want to play through, but this, it feels to me like he's going to have some kind of breakdown. So uh, this has not gone, of course, has not gone at all how he expected, but he has a whole load of other things to worry about. So that's the kind of, that's the thing that's happening, but uh, I'm happy to play it or not, whichever you. Up to you as the player. If you feel it'd be useful to play, we'll happily play it. If not, what is Adam's response to this? So my feeling is, my feeling is, he's crying, he's shaking. Um, obviously, they need to get back to the flat, but he isn't really. Yeah, he's not. No. He's not. So there's like there's a kind of a pressure of time, but otherwise, yeah. So I think what will happen is when Velvet pulls over him, sort of sh- sits there shaking in the car. Adam will take off his seatbelt in his own seatbelt and then also probably Velvet's seatbelt and he will reach across and wrap his arms around you and kind of cling to you um, as he is also shaken by what has happened and for a time probably longer than is sensible the two of you will kind of just take solace in each other's proximity Um. So you so, kind of hold on to each other for dear life. So then it... Of course, you know, inevitably, after a while... We have to get back. Yes. The arrival of the... The imminent arrival, potentially, of the sun, the fact that you're out somewhere in the middle of yes. Oxfordshire, you know, all that kind of stuff will come back to you. But you still feel shaken, but you can you can do whatever you want to do. So then, at whatever point I feel able to do this, because also I'm assuming I'm covered in blood and whatever else, right? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Your yeah, clothes yeah. are a yeah. ruin. You yeah. have injuries yourself. Yeah. Um, Adam I have no willpower. In um, yeah, okay, yeah. I think I have only just one... just fades away as you're looking at it. Okay, so I have no I have no willpower left or no, no um, superficial willpower left. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna dri- to drive us back to the flat. Um, whatever point I feel like I've collected myself enough to drive. Um, but I think he will seem, he'll just seem like he's really out of it. Um, and he will, um, but it, but I feel like a lot of this is, is, uh, stuff that he's gonna have to talk through and it might be, might be sensible to do that with the coterie who are the other people who'd reach out to. Sure. 
Yeah. So you go back to the flat. You will probably become aware at some point that maybe there's a message on your phone uh, from okay, yeah. Theodore, but this is kind of as the night is coming towards a close. Um, oh, there's also a message from Joanne, I think, on my phone. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not surprised when I get back and she's not there. Uh, and if neither of those messages seem urgent, then I'll leave it till the following night to reply. One thing to say is that when you go back to your flat, yep. um, Barnaby is asleep on your sofa. Okay, that's fun. That's what I hoped. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, I'll make sure, obviously, the curtains are drawn or whatever. Yeah. Curtains are already drawn. And yeah, the window okay. Shut. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and your sofa has been moved. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. So you and Adam assumedly go to the very, very comfortable bed. Yeah. Um, and I just wrap myself up in him and fall asleep, I guess. Yeah. I like fall asleep because it sounds like the romantic version of what actually happens. Yeah, we'll fade into unconsciousness. Into a like state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in, in yeah. the moment when, but, you know, Velvet's not aware of that. You're wrapped up with yeah. Adam and then, and then you're just gone. Your consciousness yeah. is gone. So... Um, is no, I'm going to do this tomorrow actually. So it is worth saying that we have finally, after many sessions, reached the end of Thursday, the 2nd of August. Well done, us. Um, so that means it is now Friday, the 3rd of August. So I the would like everybody to make a rouse check, including Silas. Just the one rouse check, please, Silas. And obviously everyone else. Oh dear. Phil's laughing. That can only mean something terrible has happened. Muted, by the way, Phil, so we can't hear your mania. <laughs> I fail. Failure. Excellent. I'm I, I, I succeeded at it. So I remain at hunger three. I fell, which puts me back to hunger four. Way. Good, good going. <laughs> oh, Silas was in you, Joanne. How hungry are you? You're on mute. Uh, I am. One. Hunger one. Yeah, right, she's seen it. Alrighty. Silas um, is torpored and then retorpored. So. <laughs> Silas, um, I've got some good news and some bad news for you. <laughs> the good news is, for reasons that you don't yet understand, you've healed one of your aggravated points of damage. So that, and you wake up with... Whereas ordinarily you wouldn't wake up, you would just be obviously in a in a torpid state. You do wake up. That's the good news. The bad news is the moment you wake up, you are consumed with an all-pervasive and all-controlling hunger. Um now in this in this barn with you are a number of other vampires. Oh, actually, you failed your frenzy check, so I guess it's just up to me who you're going to feed on or attack. Wait, wait, wait. I Wasn't he... Check. What, he yeah. felt oh, you're in the booth of the car. 
Yes, he he is inside the thing in the boot of oh, the yeah. car at hunger awesome. five. Failing yeah. his check puts him into friends into yeah yeah yeah. Okay. okay, fine fine. So look, Silas, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Well done, Theodore. You just saved someone from something really awful happening to them. Um, yep. What happens is this: you wake up. You are you are so hungry you can't even think. And something is trapping you. You need to feed. This is you can't deal with this. After a not very long time at all, you rip your way out of this strange metal prison and you run off into the night. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks. I am getting such flashbacks. Um, where to pull a Jim Roy Woods? I mean, it's yeah, people fail frenzies sometimes, you know, it's not his fault. Yeah. I mean, getting hunger five is, is pretty ruinous. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, I'm going to come to you, Theodore, in a moment because we've done a bit of stuff with you and we've done a bit of stuff with Velvet. We haven't done anything with Joanne. I'm obviously going to come back to you, Silas. Obviously, um, you're busy right now. <laughs> so, um, Joanne, you are you wake up in this of underground crypt in the church um it's a little uncomfortable because you've basically been on the steps your body of course is not as bothered by this as it would have been in life still as the blood begins to animate there is that kind of an additional level of stiffness and awkwardness you kind of work various joints back into their proposition um, and get yourself kind of righted again um Druti obviously is still next to you um, she looks fine, un unflapped, not at all bothered. Um, you, uh, is there anything you want to do? I should know about. Not, not particularly. These are, I'm a guest here basically. So I'm just going to stay quiet. <laughs> okay. So you I'm here by their graces. <laughs> Yes, you're basically, you're here in a place that is safe. You're not a prisoner here. If you want to go or you want to say stuff or do stuff, you're welcome to do that. Um, however, what you will hear after a while, if you're not doing anything else, is those two other voices nearby having a conversation. The difference is last time it was in another room and it was very bizarrely paced conversation where someone would say something and there'd be a long pause and then someone would say something and there'd be a long pause and they sound like people who are trying to keep their shit together this time the conversation has a similar cadence but there are less pauses between the statements and it sounds like the conversation is heading your way okay Ruti will move there's not a lot of room to go beyond back up the stairs or to the side, but she will begin to back up the stairs. And as she's doing so, although you can see her, there is something about her that becomes harder to see. Like it becomes less distinct somehow. She's motioning you maybe to, you know, be Yeah, I will as well then. <laughs> so what are you doing, Joanne? Um, I guess I'll follow her and kind of try and stay hidden as best I can in a dark crypt with two probably very powerful people coming towards me. Okay. 
Um, are you using any disciplines or doing any strategy things? Are um, you trying to, for example, get out very fast? Are you just creeping very quietly? What is your, what is your approach here? I mean, I'm a, if she, if Druti's trying to like blend, like use whatever and try and hide, I'm just gonna. I'd say I can't do the same, so I'm just gonna stay, stay low. That's okay. <laughs> Like all so I you, know how to do. <laughs> so she is moving kind of essentially back towards the top of the stairs yeah. and you're doing something similar. Um, and you will hear two voices. You'll recognize them. One is Sir James and the other is Sir Marta. And you'll hear Sir James say, I have said many a time Thomas has gone. Rogor has gone. This is not what it was. Cannot be stored anymore. And uh, and you'll hear Marta say, of course it can. It's new blood. And then you hear the door open and Sir James comes out. He doesn't seem to have seen you yet. Druti has got to the kind of stone slab that will let you get out. And she looked like she was about to try and open it. But now the door is op- has opened. She freezes in her position where she is and just doesn't do anything. Apart from press herself back against the wall. Um... Well, I can assume they're coming up the stairs. Yeah, seems likely. Yeah. What is Joanne doing? I'm going to roll dice a second. Because there's two equal options, but... I mean... Like the the two face of Oxfordshire. So she's going to sit there. Just as in, kind of openly sit there. Yeah. Sure. So you sit there. Um, he will say, as you're so fond of pointing out, Sir William is not what he was. Marta, who's not yet, Marta's not come out of the room yet. She's like by the door, you think. You'll hear her say, You're just as strong as you ever were. Oxfordshire needs strength. So why don't you do what you should do? And uh, James says, Oh. I'm not going to take any action now. I'm going to grieve my prince. It's been a couple of nights. He gave us peace for hundreds of years. It says, if we want to maintain that peace, we have to act now. Then you act, Marta, if you want 
is not my time anymore. I'll come back. See if you've done a better job than we did. Like, that's it, is it? You're just going to go. When I argue with you, you don't like it. Now I'm giving you a rein to do what you want, saying you still don't like it. Is that what you are saying to me? There's a long pause. Then eventually she says, No, Father. I want you to understand. You go. It is up to me, not you. I, while I'm away, you can do what you want. While I'm away. Then he turns and starts to come up the stairs. Ruti also seems to appear. <laughs> she can't do anything at this point. Um, and he stops and he looks at you. He says, what are you doing here? I asked for asylum. Uh, Sir Francis seems to be on her own self-imposed little blood hunt. hunting who? Me and any of the other Toreador. I was told she seems to blame me, Barnaby, Alistair, for what happened to Drogo and she's taking it out on us. A Is self right blood to blame hunt. you? I don't think so. What, what Amargo did was it was a stab in the back to all of us. It looks at you for a long moment. Can you make a manipulation and subterfuge roll for me? Uh, because I can. in many ways, you are kind of to blame for what happened. I might say Joanne is quite pleased with her role in all of this. I want to see yeah. <laughs> if there's any consolation. So James Strongsuit is not empathy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you Mark may Howard. want to rouse. I'm just saying, you may want to rouse. You may yeah, I'm going to rouse for this. Uh, I'll oh, power it. We'll power it. Uh, and manipulation. No sub. Uh. And manipulation subterfuge. I would allow you substitute composure. Actually, if you want to roll it off composure instead. Uh, yes, I will. <laughs> because it's about not betraying. Socially, poker facing. Yeah, I think composure is fine. I don't like. I hate this roll twenty once. So I know the command though, so it's fine. <laughs> and I will rouse for this. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Uh, no, I hate this machine. Come on. Uh, so it's... you can just roll some dice in the real world if you want. No, it's That's fine. fine. <laughs> Actually, yes, I will. <laughs> The problem with us vampires, we just can't adjust any technology. 
Yeah, I'm definitely willpowering for that. <laughs> uh, that brings it to four successes. Aha. There is a long and uncomfortable pause. Maybe you feel a little bit of blood prickling as like sweat on your body, but it doesn't actually break. You manage to keep that all in, but you feel the threat of it. Just for a moment, it's, you're not quite sure if he knows. Does he know? Then he just says, I think you should hide well. Your bloodline has not had a lot of luck against her in the past. Then he will basically step over you and with one hand, knock the stone thing aside and leave. Damata steps into the door, however, at the bottom of the stairs. And she says, What happened to your blood was an injustice. There's no prince to let it happen this time. And something I worked for a long time to try and get some sort of fix for. He looks at you and says, I don't think you know what a long time is. To my betters, absolutely not. I spent a long time fighting for your blood. And I'm damned if I'm going to let that monster finish what she started. No. I have some business to be attending to. You're going to stay here. You're going to come with me. I'd like to come with you if that's entirely possible. She nods. I'm not a good I'm not a good fighter, but I've got the brain power to make up for several of our composers. Composers? What the fuck? <laughs> what am I trying to say? Assailants? That's the word I tried. Assailants? <laughs> I don't know how I got okay. assailants and composers. You're a Toreador. The music he's seen you, the composers, yeah, several of you. Come on. Yeah, there we go, that. Okay. So. She says, as you, she'll start going up the stairs. She'll come with you. She's like, I need to speak to the clan. Where are they? Booty says, um, they're, they're busy, I think. Well, perhaps they're back. Otto stops and says, what are you talking about, girl? Where are they? She says, well, they're probably back in Oxfordshire by now. Marta says, I'm going to ask you one more time. Where are they? She says, they went, on a, they went after Amago Takahisa. My blood went after Amago. She says, yes. That seems to take that in. As well, I'd like to hear how they did. 
Perhaps you could gather them for me. Have a nice chat. He says, yes, of course. <laughs> he uh, says, Good. wait here till you've got them. Gather them up somewhere. Which he says, yes. And <laughs> well, set off. Now, when you come up above ground, you will then get the messages from Theodore. Um, and Velvet and so on, they will come through to your phone. So, <laughs> as we approach the break, I feel a compulsion to at least come to Silas for a moment because the poor guy has been in the trunk of a car for this session. So, um, You come to your senses. You are on your hands and knees in the mud. You are currently at Hunger One, and there are dead pigs all around you. Lots and lots of dead pigs. They have been savaged. Oh, yeah, because. Animal blood feeds you like half of it, so you need to drain like several. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you found a pig farm. You have you have destroyed this pig farm, but you are no longer ridiculously hungry. You are covered in mud. Your clothes are pretty ruined. Um, you are, however, feeling much calmer much more yourself what would you like to do well first um, these pigs are definitely you know not naturally killed um, they look like they've been savaged by a wild animal do I want to know strong, what, uh, very brutal which is, wild animal which is probably what happened mm, yeah yeah and, um, so look, 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 looking around, uh, is there any any buildings nearby? Yeah, nearby, but there's there's not like a a residence nearby, or at least not very very close. You can't see any people immediately. Our buildings kind of further away. You could walk over to if you want to. About how many pigs we're we talking about? Um, more than you can easily count. I mean, probably tens of pigs. And, and some, some of them in more than one piece. Yeah, I mean, it, it, looks like a, it looks like a pretty awful scene of carnage. Do but I see it? It looks like the kind of thing. It, it, it's not like there are neat vampire puncture wounds in all of the, in the pigs. Obviously, you know, if someone came and did like forensic tests or things, that's different. But if someone just came across them, in Silas is no expert, but these just look like they've been savaged by animals. Okay. It doesn't look like, you know, a neat puncture wound in the neck with fangs. It looks like they've been ripped and torn by kind of something bestial. Something with supernatural strength. Mm, or at least do, animalistic do, do levels I, of strength. 
Do I see do I see any tools around? Uh, yeah, you could probably find some tools. Let's see why not. What are you looking for? Oh, what a shovel. Shovel. Oh, a shovel. Yeah, why not? You're willing to take the time, you can find a shovel. I'll find a shovel. And I'll spend some time basically digging uh, dig a hole. I'm going to dig a pig grave. Sure. <laughs> a communal pig grave. You can use your potents if you wish to do this quicker and more easily. Yeah, I will, uh, I'll use potents. So I'm guessing that's a roll for the prowess. That's right. It's a rouse. And going hungry in the process? Killing more pigs? Nope. You pig killer. Okay. Silas <laughs> is the word, like you are enemy number one of PETA. So, you, you start digging this grave. Um, and I will come back to you in a moment. I think it is time to take a break at this point. Uh, so, I would... Actually, I'll tell you what. Um, people who have a shout-out. So, Phil, I think you've got a shout-out to do. Yeah, of course, uh, as, uh, just doing a quick one this week, of course, as people know, I'm raising money over the period for a bid, for Mind. Uh, I've currently got a £230 raise so far. And what arrived oh, this week is that it's official, official Mind shirt as well. Well done. Wearing tonight, which is amazing. And thank you so much to everyone who's, who's donated. And it, even if you can't donate, if you can just... It, anyone who shares thank you so so much it does mean a lot we're going to help quite a few people with this thank you cool uh, i'd like to give a shout out to spleens good who is the latest uh, of our supporters on patreon so thank you very much um, and i think he's you. pretty much the only bruya in the discord bruya I, I, I think i think i think he's the only yeah. bruya so there you go I'm sure mitch can confirm and deny uh, any such rumors um, and the other thing I wanted to mention uh, whilst we're in the break is uh, I'll probably reference it at the end as well is next week is going to be our mid-season break this time um, we are going to have a sort of hangout session um, a fairly relaxed hangout session now we used to in times gone by brackets last season uh, have a thing where we'd answer questions in the break <laughs> we've not been doing that this season so what we thought we'd do instead is just have a thing where people could ask whatever they want and we could chat and hang out and things there so if you have questions that you would like to put to any of us regarding the chronicle um or possibly characters or possibly other things uh please feel free to do that if you're watching live in twitch chat or alternatively uh, any of our social media or if you go to our discord obviously join our discord if you're not already uh, and put any questions there we'll gather them. them all together and we will use those to start a discussion next week yeah, basically, if you join us live you can also you know interact with us there and we can we can talk to you there you can also see my real hair yeah <sighs> Or me without a, a three-piece suit. It's going to be Q&A with the cast of Blood on the Tamises, so... Q&A casual. A casual Q&A. A CQA. CQA. <laughs> um, so, yes, do join us for that, and I'm going to hand you over now to Bex to talk about the relationship map. Oh, yeah, relationship map. So when I started this week, I was like, oh, there's not very much to update, and then I thought, no, actually, there's a lot to update. Um, so... <laughs> Um, so I have, I of course, oh, have updated Amargo so that he is dead. 
Um, and then I've updated also Naruto, um, who is dead as all hell. Um, he, he, I considered having another tag for him. I feel like he had a special, you know, special kind of status from that scene. But he's just under the tag of dead. Um, I like it. I like those updates. And then purely by by request of Mitch, um, and because he's awesome and a star, there's an additional tag added to Seth, which is just bisected. <laughs> <laughs> Between now and the end of the chronicle, there are additional bisected people. They'll also have the uh, also have this tag on them. I'll see so what that, I can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? You, oh yeah, you're getting bisected now. I see. Or I have, I have the biggest fucking sword. <laughs> yeah. I'm frankly glad not to be bisected myself. <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's the end of the the update. There was a shout out we forgot to do that we're going to do now um, during the break. So there's a, a man named Pete, who is not me, who is a WYSIBUG dad, and he is doing a 24-hour gaming marathon to raise money uh, to support designability and WYSKids. And we're going to put a link for what he's doing in the Twitch chat for you to see. We're just going to put that information below the uh, YouTube video. It's also on our social media channels. So if you'd like to support him, lovely guy doing a really cool thing, then check that out for us. Now then, having done something wholesome and savoury, let's go to something horrible. Back to our players. Now, um, we are now in the early part of Friday, the 3rd of August. Obviously, the sun is going down a little bit late for vampire tastes. So it is already after nine. Of it, you wake up in a very comfortable bed. Adam alongside you. Best thing that's happened to me all all week. (laughs) Um, Theodore, you are going to wake up in a barn. Let's face it, I've had worse... (laughs) <laughs> so let's and uh, Joanne, you are currently you've already woken up and you are going for a nice. Well, in fact, you're you're waiting with Samata. Um. So, couple of questions around. A number of you have messages on your phones for each other uh, and for others. Is anybody pursuing those? Messages, is anyone calling each other between yes. yourselves? Um, Silas, you're currently still digging at this point, by the way. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so, yeah. I so I, we dig the old, dig the old, dig the old. Uh, I will be phoning Theodore and also Joanne and also Silas. <laughs> is that the order in which you're... Uh, probably, probably Theodore and then Silas and then okay. Joanne. Yeah. So... Um, is Velvet, is that the first thing Velvet does? Or does Velvet wake up and be like, right, I'm phoning Theodore? Uh, no. I mean, I think he probably goes to check on Barnaby. Yeah, okay. get dressed, whatever. Um, he'll be taking a really, 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 really long shower. <laughs> okay. um, and, uh, and kind of then figuring out some way to burn whatever clothes he was wearing last night. Um, but I think that yeah, your, your yeah. clothes are ruined. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it is it is good to have a really, 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 really long shower. It does feel good. Um, 
Yep. When you are finished and you are dressed, you said you were going to check on Barnaby. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming also that Adam's got up because I'm intending on dragging Adam with me to the Haven. Yeah, Adam has got up and got dressed. He is yep. now back to more conventional smartware. Okay, so am I back to my normal like casual suit. Yeah. Um, so Barnaby says, "What now?" Um, I'm glad you got out of there last night. Um, I need to find out what happened after we left because I didn't leave by choice. And, um, so I don't know what else happened and I'm worried for brick and for soap. And also I don't know what exactly Sir Enolf was going to do with Wallace. So... I need to find out. I don't know what's happening with Sir Francis, so I don't know if you can stay here today. If that's if that works for you, um, Does, I could. Uh, I need. Can I ask you for a favour? Sure. Can you take me back to your um? Well, back to your your haven. One, sure. Yeah. Briefly. Of course, I can. Yeah, of course I can. You know what? Point of fact, could you get back to Sir Enol's house tonight? Oh, I, I, I could do, but why would I'm I want just, to do that? I just mean quietly. So I don't know. I don't know what happened to Brick and uh, and Soap. But I, do know. I mean, they're Nostrati. They must be good at sneaking about. No, he, just- he had them. He had hold of them, and he he hurt her. What the hell do you think I'm? I don't do? want you to do anything in relation to him. I just you have a better chance of getting in and out of there than I do, and I can't go back there. I can't, no matter what. Going after your dick of a sire is one thing. All right. I mean, Sanal. I don't. It's like I'm told you. I'm not. I don't want you going after him. I just. I just you want me to go. You, like, so you're saying, oh, it's fine. Just go walk around the lion. You don't have to go and pet the lion. I mean, come on. All right. You're all right. You're right. Yes, I will take you back and I'll have to get hold of Theo and, uh, and see what I, we I'm, can do about this. I'm, I'm grateful. Look, I'm grateful and I'm happy to stay in this flat. I just need to go back to yours and then we can come back here. You have a key? No. Flat? No. <laughs> I don't think Barnaby has a key, ST question. I don't think he does. No, I don't think so either. Um, I will... He says no, but I, uh, I can probably get in if I have to. No, I'll just give you a key. <laughs> Christ. Right. <laughs> um, I'll give him a key. I'll say, um, maybe if you can get hold of Alistair, that might be helpful so we can know where he's at or go find him. I'll, I'll try him again. Yeah, I'll try him again. All right. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna head out back, back to the Haven. Sure, like soon. So if you want to come with me, that sounds sensible. And I have to make some calls on the way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So you will set off back to the Haven. On the way, you're going to start trying to call yep. the other country yep. members. Yep. Fine. Um, so whilst you're on the way to do that, Theodore. You're slightly behind yes. time from the others. So you wake up in this barn. With mm-hmm. you is 
Seth, Dota, Chang Li. In a torn boot of my old car. I would you, you're not at your car yet, you're in the barn. Okay. Um, you parked outside just check that, come in and... I just check that everyone is okay. Um, how you do... Are you, as in visually, or are you asking them? Visually. Just a cursory glance around the, the, the barn to see how everybody's... Beth looks a bit twitchy. Okay. Um, I sent the message to Rupert. Okay. Saying... You calling him directly or oh, you're texting him? Of course you are. I am texting. Yeah. 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 I sent the message yeah. um, uh, to Rupert saying... Um, hmm, your brother Seth might require services tonight. And um, what I do is, so what I want to do effectively is make arrangements for the, for the five of us to leave, but I, I want to leave Seth in his haven, so he will have to tell, well, I know where he lives. Um, so I, I, I approach... Ota first. Okay. Ota-san. <coughs> Where would be a good place to drop you? Mm. Do you require assistance in getting back to Japan? Would you require of my hospitality? In the meantime, while I make arrangements for you on behalf of the Tremere, and look at Chen Li. says, ah... Uh... He says, I have decided it is time for me to return to Japan sooner than I had thought. Hmm. Very well. And um, Do you have a safe place for the following nights until arrangements and preparations are done? Uh, I can make my own preparations, but I would appreciate a safe place to wait until such things are in hand. Oh. Then, uh, then I offer you, I extend you my hospitality and if you would like to stay in my haven, it's a safe place. Ah, I will. He does a little bow. He says, I accept your offer. Excellent. Chen Li. Thank you. Would you also like the protection of the Southern Beam Coterie? He says, yes. Would. Excellent. Uh, Seth. I, I texted your brother, Rupert, saying that you would need some sustenance. Would it be okay for me to Damn right I do. Would it be me would it be okay for me to drop you at yours and then go on my merry way? Yeah, that'd be fun. Excellent. Well then I look at Ota and the others like help me with you know, with Seth. And we I so open you, the you carry the Seth between you. <laughs> yeah, taking Seth to um, the car. Um, See, when you get to the car, you will see the boot has been ripped off the back and is like on the ground nearby. I send a text to Sir Holder saying that we have a loose Silas in southern Oxfordshire. Okay. Um, 
and I, I request assistance in finding him. He was very hungry and hurt last night. Cheng Lee and Ota have a quiet conversation between them. Mm -hmm. And Cheng Lee says to you, would you like me to find him? Yes, please. Before I hit send to Sir Holder, I go like, yes, please. Let's, let's, let's do that quick and get on with our evening. Thank you. And I, I take care of putting you know, Seth comfortably in the back seat with a seat belt. So to cut a long story short, what will happen is something <laughs> like this. Seth will make a comment about, that boy's got some blood in him, huh? Wouldn't have thought he'd be getting out of anything for a while. A hole in his mm. chest. <laughs> I hand it to him. And then um, Cheng Li will find the trail. Ota will opt to stay in the car for now. And yeah, he's in, the, he's in the passenger seat. seat. Um, and Cheng Li will lead you, because the path does not go along the roads, it goes cross-country. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't go in a straight line for a car, especially for a no, car correct. that is busted. For a car that is on the verge of collapse, yeah. 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 For a car that is the, the steering um, driver. Look at it on wrecked, the bright yeah. side. Silas will have a lot on his hands while repairing my car. Like he's, I, I trust him to repair my car and he will, he will entertain himself. I'll probably get it pimped. Cut my ride. Story short, you will be walking across some fields outside in the middle of Oxfordshire <laughs> on the way towards a silhouetted figure digging a hole in the ground um, mm -hmm. around the time that your phone... Uh, sorry, you, uh, sorry, Velvet, were you phoning Theo or were you texting Theo? No, I'm phoning him. I'm phoning him. Your phone will ring. You will recognise Velvet's number. Okay, how far away are you from Silas? Um, you could shout to him. I, I start walking towards him and waving, and I pick I'm up the phone. phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I pick up the phone and I start, of course, with a hello, 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 hello. So hey, reception hey. here. Hey, Theo, where are you? Hello. How did it go last night? I, I am approaching Silas as fast as I can. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, as far as you will become aware of Theodore and Cheng Li at this point. I farm over the hole. You've, you've made a, you, you can dig a hole really quite fast with your strength levels. Um, <laughs> and by the time they've actually found you, you've been doing this for a little while. So you can get a lot of pigs in this hole. Basically, basically finishing it off and just trying to bury the hole. Okay, yep. so while, I, while Silas is like shoveling pigs into this hole, you've reached him. I put a hand on his shoulder and, and hand yeah. him my phone. It's like, um, I don't know, there's bad reception. Talk. Um, um, I will scout the everything. And what I want to do. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I, I think these, you, you oh, cut no. out there for yeah, a second. Yeah. So you've just handed me the phone, then you cut out. So it was like you said, we've got okay, bad uh, signal, I would hand and then the you cut phone. out as a sort of meta level role playing thing. It's yes. <laughs> We have a bad signal. Yeah. Talk to Velvet. Try to talk to Velvet. I will see. I will scout the area to make sure we cover up this mess. Looking at the dead pigs, and what I'm gonna do is like um, whatever sort of cover-ups 
to help Silas with this. If if I see that making the hole in the ground is the best option, then I will help him along. If it's not the best option, I start taking steps towards it. While Silas speaks on the phone. So Silas, you gain to take I... the phone? <laughs> yeah, who is it? What, what, Silas? Yeah. Why did you have Theodore's phone? What the hell happened to him? Um, Theo's fine. What what has happened to you? You don't sound fine. Where are you? <laughs> I have all in my chest. What fucking the hurts. Fucking... Jesus Christ, Silas! What happened last night? Where's Theo? Is Theo okay? <laughs> are you okay? Sorry, I'm fucking all in my chest. I think I'm fine. Um, I think Theo's alright. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the whole thing happened. I need to get the whole story myself. Uh, How wait. are you doing? Are you alright? Everything alright? Back there? It is, it is fair to say it has not been the best of nights. And it is set to continue no. in this vein. So we, we need to get together, all of us. And I'm going to call Joanne. So I'm going to meet you all back at the Haven in like an hour from now, alright? If Can you make it back by then? From wherever you are? I hope so. Do you need me to come pick you up? Um, I think Theo's probably got that handled. All right. All right. So Theo's not dead. Oh, he's not dead. That's why Jesus I got his. Christ, thank God. Well, you could have led with that, Silas, really. <laughs> just as a Sorry. <laughs> what, you weren't just speaking to him on the phone? No, I didn't hear him. Oh. All I heard was you. <laughs> All right. If you can make it back, then I'll, I'll meet you oh, there. I'll make it the back. Fuck it up. Right. Okay. Um, Ridiculous. I'm gonna I'm gonna call Joanne and get her back there and I'm I don't know if she can deal with that. Uh, no. uh, anyway, I'm gonna call her. just just don't exert yourself or I, I guess. <laughs> and I'll see you I'll see you I'll see you in like an look hour. Look at the phone, look at the shovel. <laughs> if you have if you have if you have any problems, call me, right? I will. On my own phone. <laughs> Sorry. I'll put the phone down. And then I'll phone Joe up. Cool. I'll come back to your call to Joe in a moment. So, Theodore, your professional assessment is... Whilst it is good in some ways to remove the pig bodies, problem is then is that clearly a person has buried the pigs, and if you are the farmer or the owner, you'll be like, a person has come and done this, whereas if they were just dead, slaughtered things, you might think a stray animal has come and done this. Okay? Um, however, there is now a big hole that's been dug, so you could argue that. The, the advantage of the, the hole, obviously, is that someone just going by isn't going to go, oh my god, this terrible thing happened here. But it does mean there is a if someone investigates it, they're going to find a hole. Okay. So I, I just mentioned that to Silas. Like, well, dead pigs were dead pigs. Uh, buried dead pigs. That's not something an animal would do. So you want think... to fill the hole? Um, I'll put the pigs in the hole and fill it. Uh, what happened? Let's, let's sort this out first. Do I see you. Seth or do I just see the... No, no, Seth, yeah. Seth's not with them. At the so no. what's, where are the others? You can see them in so, the car. So quick. Right. A quick question, because obviously you're going to talk about this, but I imagine you'll do it on the way. I just want to quickly resolve pig issue. 
So what is your plan with the pigs? What are you going to do? Chucking them in the hole? Or are you leaving them dead? Uh, well, my my instinct would be to sort of leave it like that, make it look like a prank gone wrong or something. Because cool. if you bury them, they'll find them. If we cover the hole, it's clear that the hole has been dug. All right, cool. Why don't we make a cover-ups roll? Mm-hmm. Um, Theodore, I think. Yes, yes. Um, so your resolve, resolve at your specialty counts. Silas is helping you. I will give you, because this is going to involve a certain amount of shifting stuff, so I'll give you an automatic success. Success, okay. So yeah. what would be the, the skill, sorry? Uh, subterfuge, right? Cover-ups. Fuge with a cover-up specialty. With resolve. Yeah, and whilst you're rolling that, feel free in to a, play. In an automatic oh. success, you said? Yeah, from Silas. Okay, cool. Just say Cheng Li is having nothing to do with any of this. No, no. Ooh. That's four successes and not, not a messy critical. It's four uh, successes. That's basically a difficulty other characters might have to use if they were investigating yeah. this in some kind of yeah. way. Five, five successes. How, how and actually, obviously I, a weird thing it is. I even, oh, I, and I forgot to roll my, my specialty, my cover-ups. I'm sorry about that. Because you it, can it might... Roll extra dice that, yeah. Hopefully it's not a 10. Great. It's another success. So, all in all, six successes come to Insilesis. Cool. Let me just make a note. You soon find yourself back in the car that drives really badly. Um, but this time, oh, and now has no no um, boot cover. Yeah. Uh, and you are driving. I assume Ota is driving again? Uh, no, and this time, this opportunity, I'm driving. Okay, so Theodore is driving. Um, it's a cramped back of the car now. You're all in there. Yeah, it's still I put smell less on the side that the suspension is not busted. <laughs> <laughs> it still smells of blood in this car. Um, it's, it's not the most pleasant thing, but you start driving back. Where are you driving to, Theodore? Um, I would drive to Seth's house, but I don't want everybody else knowing where he lives. Because it's, I mean, yes, I, it think, I think Velvet and I have been trusted with that information. So I drive to our communal haven, which is a sort of a known area. Um, and, and then I, I take Seth really quick because it's a short drive from it's us. It's not very far. Like yeah. five minutes or something. I, oh, so just whilst you're driving back to the haven, is there anything you're saying to each other? Because obviously Silas may have things he wants to ask or talk about on the drive. Yeah. So, what happened? Takahisa fell. Uh, we saw two of that. He ended up being shot by Seth, Seth and myself. Uh, and, well, let's say that those helicopter blades are not gentle while doing sashimi. Now... There is a problem. I have not been able to contact Sir Kerstag or Finn. I haven't seen him, seen them since the incident. And when we were leaving, a black van 
uh, showed up and um, with some sort of weird mechanism uh, with a net or something. They they captured Meliore. Fuck. Uh, what about Serenov and uh, Isabel? Uh, they didn't show up, but there were several um, police cars and, and the black vans, and they were on horses, so they probably were caught up behind. Those police cars showed up very fast. Yeah. I, now, now I check my phone and probably see a load of messages from... Uh... Yeah, so what you find is you've got a bunch of text messages from a number that is just a number, but you know is Mr. Whispers. I start um, reading them. <laughs> so they, they generally along the lines of, where are you, where are you, and then... If you are in R, get out, get out now, get out now, get out now. Repeated messages, bam, 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 bam. You're in trouble. They're coming. They're coming. Fun. Um, the other thing I should say is, of course, the moment you hear that Takahisa is dead, you feel a sudden sense like, yeah, all this was worth it. Went, you are hurting. You're in a lot of pain. You've gone through a lot of stuff. But you got the guy that got your prince you got the revenge you were seeking and you met your ambition. And so the aggravate, one of your aggravate willpower points then goes away in that moment. Oh, and you feel somewhat restored. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, you will also have, um, you know, it's not true. You haven't had that yet. So, but your, your phone, your phone is, um, a bit cracked screen, you know, where there's been lots of action, but it's still functional. And you are making your way back. It's very easy, by the way, for you to quickly drop Seth off. Um, the door will be answered by an old man called Eugene, who looks a bit like Vincent Price, who will um, be somewhat crestfallen at the whole set of events. Um, Seth will be adamant that his legs are brought from the from the car as well. Um, and so, assumably, you will enable that to happen, and then he will be yes. kind of packed away. Meanwhile, and as you go back to the Haven, meanwhile, Velvet, you are calling Joanne. Uh, Joanne, you have signal. There is a call from Velvet. Do you accept it? You. Yep. Yeah, you go for it. Hey, where are you at? Uh, a safer place. I've had a really difficult night, so I'm going to try not to take that as an insult. But <clears throat> in point of fact, can you get to the Haven? Currently, no. Are you in danger? No. There are... There's someone on my side here that can keep everyone safe. You'll have to forgive me. your face, Carlos. <laughs> have to forgive me, but based on my evening, I find that difficult to take. But uh, if you can't get back and you're not in any danger, then um, so be it. Uh, I'll call you again some other point. So I'll put the phone down. We'll carry on okay. to the haven. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, I want to just check in with you, Joanne. Is there anything you are intending to do or anyone you're intending to call? Samata is not like watching you like a hawk or anything. She is just waiting with marginal levels of patience for Druti to sort this shit out. But 
it's not like, you know, it's not expected that she's going to be able to gather up the brewer in 30 seconds. It's going to take time. So, um, so Samata is kind of waiting, basically. Um, you can obviously talk to her if you want to, but if you want to, you, you have the space if you want to call or text or whatever someone else can totally do that. Um, I think I'm just going to text Amanda. Because she's got, she's waiting on what I want is the reward. She is. And I will just say, just put in a text, depending on how it, depending on how things happen here. Guaranteed safety for one kind or kindred. That's it. Uh, so you will get back um, a text that says, Poor Starling, it always depends on who you're talking about. Well, just simply just will let you know. Um, yep, yeah, she won't reply any further than that. Uh, anyone else you want to contact at this no. time? Cool, and I may come back to you in a bit. So the rest of you will gather back at the. I mean, while in Haven, uh, while Theo is dropping off, uh, I will call Mister Whispers. Okay. So you call Mr. Whispers and it picks up immediately. She doesn't say anything, but you hear it click. Hi, are you there? Yes. Uh, I got your messages. Um, what was coming? She says the authorities. What do you mean the authorities? In... means that there was a tip-off I knew you were there oh fuck's sake right thank you and listen I, I can't I won't I'm not going to talk about it on the phone but just, just, I think there's things going on in Reading, Silas. Yeah, all right. You shouldn't go there. I have no intention of going anywhere anytime soon, really. Thank you. Are you okay? I'm a little banged up, but I'll be fine. You Are you safe now are you somewhere safe i'm i'm back at mine see you soon is there anything i should know nothing that that, that comes to mind other than uh that no i don't know where the hell my bike's gone but um, so I'll have to find that out. About your bike. This, this is 
Is there anything I should know? Are you sure? There's nothing I need to worry about. Nothing, nothing, nothing to worry about. I look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hangs up. Okay, so uh, I assume Silas, you're getting changed and things. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, just warning. Okay, what the hell details of what happened? <laughs> the more holy hell, I the fuck. So this is one of these moments as well where for Silas this realization that in theory you should be dead you know, when you look at the injury that you have and that you can see through it the fact that you can still walk about I mean yes it hurts and yes it's uncomfortable it's not stopping you from moving and you shouldn't be able to you know you know on some level that you're not a human anymore and you're not you don't, your heart doesn't beat in the way it used to and things like that. But this is one of those really hard to ignore reminders that you are something else or you have changed in ways that are really hard to credit. Um, but in a weird way as well, it makes you feel kind of powerful. You know, you know that you will eventually, your, your flesh will re-knit itself over time with enough blood. It's a powerful thing to understand. So... Um, when the Coterie are gathering together, you have a number of SPCs floating about. Am I correct in assuming that the SPCs are not in the room with you when you gather to talk about stuff? Nope. Um, and are there any I'm exceptions? Welded. I'm welded to Adam, so if he's not there, I'm not there. Okay, fine. So when you gather, Adam is going to be with you. Yeah, probably. And when you say welded to Adam, do you mean that you are you have an arm around him, or you're holding his hand, or you're? Uh, so if I'm if we're standing up, then I'm holding his hand. If we're sitting down then i have my arms around him okay understood also i should say i haven't healed any of my damage so i still have you know changed my clothes whatever but i still feel like crap okay uh ota and chen li are shown other rooms so they can draw i presume i can get barnaby can pick up his stuff whatever thing he wants um, so Barnaby, will, if, if whilst you're kind of waiting for people to get together, if you when you get back to the Haven, yeah, um, Barnaby says, "I'm going to need a hand." What do you mean? Oh, you've got someone in a freezer, right? I mean, Beck can't remember. remember at the moment how many people we've had in the freezer over time. Yeah, we only have one now. But there is a there is a singular kindred that you have been looking after. Oh yes, for a while. this was given to us by Sir Holder. Yes. All right. Correct. Okay. Fine. Then I will say, um, sure. Yeah. Well, she's given me permission to collect them. Who? Am I there? Sorry. Uh, I probably this is just Velvet and okay, Barnaby. Sorry. Sir Holder has given you permission. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, how convinced am I that he's lying out of his ass? <laughs> <laughs> you think he is telling the truth. Okay, in which case, I will help him. Okay. Um, so, you go to the freezer. Yep. Um... It was weird because this is normally like around Joanne's territory, but of course Joanne isn't here. 
Uh, but you you get this woman yep. out of the freezer. I'll say um, um I'll say I I don't have a single fuck for dealing with this tonight. Do you have everything you need to deal with it? Yeah, yeah, I just don't want them here. <coughs> I want to take them back to your flat. What, my flat? Yeah. That's where I'm staying, isn't it? Yes, yes, that's where you're staying. You'll probably hear some raised voices, Theodore. Okay, I'll decide. I'll say, all right, we'll talk about it later. Um, just, yeah, go on back there. Philbert, can you make for me... Actually, do I even need to get you to roll for this? You've got a pretty good pool. You've got some... You're going to help Barnaby carry this body to the car, right? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to make Adam so do it. In the process of doing this, a couple of things will strike you. Yeah. Obviously, Barnaby is not in his best either. He's had like most of his coat yeah. ripped away, and a lot of his makeup is sort of yeah. you know, smudged a bit and stuff. You think as you're carrying them, and you know he's got like the shoulders, and you've got the legs. Yeah. Um, you think there is a resemblance between the woman you are carrying and Barnaby? I'll, uh... Okay, I'll say... Uh, so what, can we get to a point of putting this person in the car? Yep, yep, you can put them in the boot. <laughs> and I'll say to him... I'll just stop. say Barnaby is quite... Yeah, he's not especially tender with this body. Okay. Why He's okay. clearly like he's carrying it with some effort. Okay. Looks thoroughly pissed off. You will put the thing in the car, and you know. I'll say. I'll say to him. I'm sorry, uh, Barnaby. I um. There was a lot happening last night and this morning, and I didn't thank you for helping me. So, I'm really grateful to you. Uh, oh. He pats the boot. He says, I think we'll be more than equal by the time this is done. It does seem that way. I'll let you know when I know if it's done for good. Yeah. But otherwise, keep your head down. You know, Wallace doesn't know about the flat, so. Good. Um, and I'm assuming he can, can leave. Oh, yes. Well, I'm, I'm not delaying him unless he's delaying. He's so are you going to at some point drive this body to your flat is that the understanding that barnaby has uh yes he says don't take too long eh you know just what, in I case don't, she's around you know what i don't know how long it's gonna take me to sort out everything else i need to do tonight can you drive yeah i think he is lying a bit all right um I'll give him the keys to my car and I'll say, please just, please just be careful. I don't care about the car, but I do care about you getting stopped. So don't run any red lights and don't break any speed limits and just drive straight to the flat and deal with it. I'm going to have to send okay, It will stop. occur to you that if, if Barnaby is seen at the wheel of a car, we'll look like an underage oh, driver. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With a makeup. Um, this does not seem to concern Barnaby, who is standing up a little bit straighter, as if, of course, he's an adult and he can totally drive this car. Okay, in which case, I'll go on second thoughts, take the ca- take the uh, take the keys out of his hand, um, and I will 
I'll say I will drive it over there at some point in the next few hours. This is okay. Psst, don't take too long in case she finds us. All right. That's um one of the things I gotta get everybody to deal with tonight. Are you gonna stay here till we go back, or are you gonna? Yeah, I'm gonna stay here and keep an eye on the car. All right. If you see anything, come let us know, right? Oh yeah, don't worry. I walk back into the house, uh, wondering what on earth I would do if he did see anything beyond run out the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'll wrap myself so, around Adam and wait for them to get back. <sighs> all right. So we, we we now have a scene back in the Haven where everything is kind of nice, clean, and undamaged. And we have Silas, and we have Theodore, we have Velvet, and we have Adam. Adam looks as he normally looks, beyond the fact he looks he looks very stressed, but he doesn't look hurt in any way, and he looks well presented. Velvet looks very smart, but is sporting a few choice bruises and um, minor cuts. Well, I'm presumably teeth marks. Yes, but I'm assuming they're below your clothes. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. I also look very stressed. Um, Theodore looks pretty much fine, I believe. Solid. Assuming you've changed your outfit at some point? Yeah, I, I would have changed into another. I mean, what I had was like a couple of bullet holes and a, a stab wound and stuff, but I'm, I'm pretty okay. So, yeah, I changed clothes. Um, Silas is still recognisable as Silas. <laughs> no um, there is something slightly odd about the way that he moves. The movement yeah. of his torso seems a little strange. But nothing, I mean, it would freak the hell out of Joanne, but she's not here. So luckily, and the rest of you might not even notice. Just worth saying one last thing, which is that Vance will inform you all that there has been a communication from... That's a holder, and that she expects a full report from every single one of you tonight. Tonight. Separate individual. Yeah, you had a conversation with Saholder where she wanted a report from you every night. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah, 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 right. She wanted so. to make sure that everything was completely ship shape yep. in Oxfordshire during this time of strife. <laughs> So anyway, Vance will deliver that message and then he will leave and then there's probably a moment of kind of quiet despair in the room. And then I will hand over to you. Can I take additional willpower damage at this news? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well... <sighs> I, I just tell Bex. Well, I tell. I, I would assume it's just uh, Adam and hello, hello. Adam and Velvet. Adam and Velvet. Yeah, uh, the the ones who don't know. Um. Uh, Amago Takahisa has been killed. Well, that is. Uh... That is one thing off the to-do list then. So uh, I am 
more gratified than I look that you're both still here. Um, what would have happened? Sorry? What the last happened? part? What, what, happened? what happened? Yeah. So we we chased him outside of Oxfordshire into Reading. And um, we ended into up in Reading. this... Yes, it ended up in this sort of bottle factory. There was, remember that Kindred? Oh, yeah. He was a venture from, from Reading David, the one who Sir Drogo staked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember challenge was issued. Uh, he's, yeah, not, yeah. he's not amongst us anymore. Um, oh. He was in the, in the border and he was trying to stop, the, to stop us. Um, Seth would have none of it and me neither, so we gave him final death. And what, happened to, what happened to Seth? Uh, he is at his house. I will get to him in a second. When we arrive to the bottle factory... <clears throat> Adam, um, by the way, when he says David meets final death, grips your hand, Velvet, very tightly, and he looks quite shocked by this whole set of proceedings. Um, okay. Carry on. He um, didn't say anything, obviously, so feel okay. Um, so when we got there, Takahisa was prepared. He had a lot of people, and he was expecting us. He had floodlights, for, so we could, couldn't see who was shooting at us. The works. Uh, Sir Kerstak's help, and Silas and Finn, was very much appreciated what, getting rid of. What about Sir Enolf? Sir Enolf was following us on horse. The thing is that we, we ended up having to go in because a helicopter was arriving and was going to take Takahisa out. So we had to rush in. We couldn't wait for him. A few moments, a couple of minutes at best, after we were in in a, in a pitch uh, gone, you know, shootout and and well, we faced Takahisa. Takahisa caught both of Seth's legs, but that wouldn't stop him from shooting his shotgun. And um, he did what you see to I look, this. Uh, I look visibly When you say this about Seth, I look visibly terrified. When, when Silas does that, I just look away. And I pull Adam's head towards me. I don't look at that at all. Okay. Um... I also look probably like I'm going to be sick. Yeah. Uh, by the time we were facing Takahisa and the rooftop of the place, the helicopter was down, they had gunners. So we ended up sort of pushing Takahisa all the way, let's say, to the blades of the helicopter. He, he also met final death. And I show you his Taisho to prove my point. Now, we had to take Seth, who was, as you see, injured and had to be carried and insisted. We brought his legs with us as well. Um, and Silas, who was torpored. And between Meliore, Ota, Chengli, and myself, we managed to drag them both downstairs. But by this time, we have been seeing sirens and police cars approaching for a while now. 
the, the authorities the, have apparently been tipped off. Uh, so yeah. Have been trying to warn us, but I. We yeah, she called me, focused. and I called all of you. But of course, you we were in the thick of it by then. So apologies, we couldn't. Don't. We, no, we couldn't be reached. Don't, 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 don't apologize. So, we put Silas in in the car together with Seth, and when the rest of us was coming, we're coming in. Two black fans drove to us, and one of them opened the side door and shot something that looked like a power net or something. Something just pierced through Meliora's chest, wrapped her on a net, and dragged her along. Jesus Christ. We could not do anything to save her. I, so she's, I don't know. She's where then? She's. We don't know where she is. Oh God. I, I am very worried and concerned for the poor bastard that has her. You know what? I I am. Um... Like I say it, like with deep sincerity. I am so worried about the people in the area where he could, where she could be. Kept. So. She is decidedly more dangerous than anyone would ever give her credit. Trust me, this one I know. All right. Well. Now we came back. We had to spend the night on a safe house because we were being followed. But I managed to to drop the tail, and and that is the story of last night, including some early evening shenanigans. And I turned to Salas, including lots of feeding and dig holding. Uh, we'll need to talk about how to cover up some stuff in the future. It is not the, that is not the biggest problem that we have right now. No, why are you looking like that? That I look like this is not even the biggest problem that we have right now. What do you mean? Um, all right, well, well, because obviously I was staying here and um, it wasn't as straightforward an evening as I, I expected. So um, to summarize, Sir Francis is uh, on an unofficial blood hunt to kill all of the Toreador in the city oh, and has probably succeeded at killing Thorn. And I managed to get Barnaby and Joanne to our flat last night under some protection. Joanne, I called her. She says she is now under some other protection, but she can't get here right now. Um, and I don't have the slightest clue what to do about it. I know that Barney, but Barnaby and I have to leave here to deal with to deal with something in relation to that soon. I relation that, to which one? Well, in relation to the fact that Sir Francis is on this warpath. But independently of that, I sent Vance away from here last night after I came to get Joanne and everybody else. Smart I thought, move. But if we are going out to do other things tonight, you should probably send them away again. That's the first thing. But I didn't run oh. into Sir Francis. Did that are you, how are you feeling? Just point of interest. Just, you know, humor me. Well, how I, hell do you have hold of yourself? Because you're not going to like what I tell you. Just... Joanne, we here. you have to, Joanne. Hmm? We need to find Joanne. Sorry, that, no, Joanne. That is not the biggest problem, I'm telling you. What it's, is the biggest problem? That's why, before I tell you that, you've got to just... Tell me, are you? How are you feeling? Like, are you close to losing your shit or what? Because no, 
I haven't been so far from it in ages. Okay, good. Well, um, I know why it is that Cernolf didn't show. No. Because uh, I encountered him last night at his, at his haven, and he was with Isabel. But he walked in... Walked in while while uh, some friends of mine and I were um, were were dealing with Wallace. So so it, it was a, a, a tricky conversation because you know Wallace he was in torpor. Then. Wait, you torpored Wallace? Fuck mm, that's a little bit of a stretch, but I'm going to go with it. Um, Could you run that by me again, Velvet? No, uh, just I mean, I, 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 elaborate in the torpor part. When Wallace came here last night, he told me he was going to Ennals, that he had clearing up to do. So I realized, you know what? Seth is out of here. He's going to be all on his own. There is never going to be a better opportunity to deal with this problem. And it happens that there are more than one other person in this city that agrees with me that he needs putting down. So in point of fact, that is what I decided to do. But, you know, it was a strange thing because when I got there, he was into some weird shit. I still don't know what it is. But... Well, wait, what do you mean strange? He was laying out some kind of traps in one of the rooms in Zerenol's house. So there was a... Traps? Com- right. Like bear traps. There was a confrontation. And uh, when... And um, when, uh, when, that, when the confrontation finished, a lot of us were not in good shape. And, um, you know, he, he bit me and I bit him back. And... So how how is it that Sir Wallace Benoit, Knight of Oxfordshire, was taken down by you? No offense, Belvid, but I've seen you fight. I told you it wasn't only me. And besides, you're focusing on the wrong... This is entirely the wrong point for you to focus on. No, I am trying to focus on what happened in that confrontation and why there were bear traps in Sir Arnold's house. I I couldn't care less about... Wallace, he might have been a knight of box for sure, but he's not of my bloodline. And without Prince Drogo around here, there's a lot of things that are a little bit more loose. Also, I know he has been less than a good sire to you. So I am going in my my own order of priorities. My concern is why were those bear traps in Sir Enolf's? I don't know, but Sir Enolf, when he arrived back, he, I mean, he got through the door with Isabel at the same time as I was carrying Wallace's body outside. So I didn't get as far as taking it outside. And he asked me what I was doing, and I explained to him in terms that he broadly agreed with, and that is why I'm here. And uh, But he said at the time, when I told him about the traps, he said it was a betrayal. He said that Wallace had betrayed him. It looks like it, yes. But, but um, in point of fact, I, I don't I don't know if Wallace is dead or not because I left the house and I don't think that it was by my own volition. And 
Theo, Brick was there and Soap was there and he hurt them and I don't know if they're okay and I can't go back to that place. I can't. And I don't know what happened to Isabel. I don't even know. I, I gotta... Calm down. I'll face it. Or at least, let me go talk to him. If Isabel is with him, he will not deny me the possibility of seeing my sire. Or better yet, he will not deny her the possibility of seeing her child. I'm going to tell Sir Holda that I did this to Wallace in defense of Sir Enolf. Just... Adam, you see, Adam says maybe you shouldn't tell her. Why not? It's surely easier if she knows, right? And I can't be held accountable as long as I can convince her. If anyone says anything, then use that as your defense. No, because you know, there was somebody else there that night, and they left in a separate car to us, and I don't know who it was. So there may be at least one other person that knows about this. So who do you know that was there? Well, Brick, Soap, Brick, you? Soap me, Adam, Barnaby... Wallace, one other person, Sir Enolf, Isabel, the other person left. I know, I saw their car leaving when I was leaving, but I don't know who it is. And by the way, your car is still there, Silas, I'm sorry. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but it's okay. No, yeah, you know, honestly, Silas, don't worry, I will buy you another car. That could not matter less. But it... No, um, it's, it's I'll okay. buy you a better car than the car you have, and it's not important right now. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, Velvet. What? Calm down. Let me... Calm you. down. He yes. almost killed me. You have not been the only person I've seen almost killed in the last night. Calm down. Please. It's been very stressful for everybody. I will go to Sir Enolf's. I will try to talk sense into him. I will check Brick and soap are okay. You have to realize, Velvet, if something happened while we were doing other stuff and couldn't stop it, then there's not much that we can do anymore. No, you have to understand, if something happened to them, it is on me. I dragged them there. I was the one who told Did them this was happening. I was the one who planned this, and I was the one who brought them all here. Yes. And now they are still there, and I am here. And that is on me. Did they go there because you dragged them physically against their will? Or did they accept the risks of facing an Ancilla and a knight of Oxfordshire? In the haven of an elder and the most important member of the Ventrue clan. I mean, Enolf wasn't there. That isn't the risk I dictated to them, because I thought he was with you. It was going to be a possibility that he could have returned. <laughs> Velvet. Do not Adam will go there. calm you down at this point. So I'm just going to move, move up. <laughs> like, Place a hand on Tom. Don't go there, Velvet. Not tonight. Don't. Adam, Adam says we all knew what we were doing. <sighs> we all knew. It was better to risk it than let him carry on. It's not... You know what? It's not even... I went there with one purpose in mind. I wanted to kill him. 
And even if I've succeeded, even if I've succeeded at that, which I don't even know at this point in time, why does it not feel better than this? I wanted him dead. And even if he's dead, it doesn't feel this fucking awful. And two other people could be dead as a result. It's not. I walk towards where they are sitting. And I give a, a, a glance at Adam, saying, move away, let me sit down. Um, Adam will kind of make a space for you, but he'll basically move around yeah. Velvet, which is awkward because Silas is there. But he will, you know, like one of those things where there's like a magnet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of him tries to remain in contact with Velvet as throughout long, this whole. Yeah. As long as he gets he out of my way and I sit down. That does happen. It's just very awkward and undignified on his yeah. part as he shuffles around. And I grab Velvet by the neck. Look at me, brother. Look at me. What you did last night was lead. You led them. You all had a unified cause. The fact that he was your sire may be the reason why he felt closer to you. But I bet none of them went there just following your natural charm. They all had the same cause. Just as last night, I took everyone who had the same cause as me. You led them. And when you lead, you have to take some of the consequences. Now you're letting this hit you harder than it should. Let me go tonight. Let me see how Brig and Soap are. You know I am a good friend of Soap's. She has been nothing but amazing with us throughout the years. She, she's, she's missing a leg. Oh, then she's doing half as bad as Seth. Yeah. So don't worry about it. A lot of people lost last night. Let's hope that for Soap, it was just the leg. Because she can regrow that one back. Adam, can I trust you to, you two, just to rest today and try to take your mind, his mind off of things? I will go to Sir Arnold's and then I will come back. I have to go to Sir Holder. But Theo, how do you do this? You've done this so many times, even before you were like this. This is, how do you... How do you reconcile that violence? It's just, I didn't, I didn't know that it was in me until he was right there. And then all I could think about, all I could think about was hurting him. And that's not, that's not who I am. I don't, I don't think, I don't. Because that is, that is an instinct that can be tamed and trained. I did not go last night to Takahisa to kill him out of spite, out of revenge. I went there to deliver justice for something that I saw as perfidy. He came here under the guise of a friend. He betrayed everyone, but especially he betrayed the image I had on of him. And when he did that, 
then violence became easy, but detached. And it is very difficult if you are emotionally attached when you are being violent. That's when your soul is lost. I'm not saying don't hold on to anything or anyone. And I look at your hand as it's grasping Adam. Yeah. Some people are worth the righteous violence that comes from your heart. That visceral rage that is born in your gut and goes all the way through you, takes hold over you. I am afraid of myself when that happens. But I've trained myself so it doesn't happen as often. But we're doomed to live this long, long, long life, Velvet. So it's a probabilities game. It'll eventually happen. So we just have to make peace with that. I'll, um, I'll do my best. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay, my brother. Also, and I show the Daisho, I have some news to tell Miyuki. I don't think we will be seeing Naoto either. Oh, you took care yeah. of him? Uh, well, the shotgun they used to sh shoot Cursor Curse that day. That one? But yeah. Yes. Fuck. Oh. Where, where, where'd you get him? Come, where'd, where'd you shoot him? Oh, no, I just blew his. What does his face look like when he died? Well, I couldn't tell you. The barrel of the gun was right in his nose. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That hurts a laugh. Fuck. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Seeing Silas in that stage just little cracks me up a little bit. It's like, you know what? Oh. Let's not go into the darkest of humor. I know you Brits are good for it, but... <laughs> let's, let's try to bring a little bit of peace. And also, let's try to bring Joanne home. Sir Francis will not go into this place I don't a vendetta. Know, I don't know where Joanne is, but I'm going to go back to the flat with, um, with Barnaby and take care of this, and then I'm going to go... She's a smart girl. If she said that she was safe, I believe her. Just send her a message and tell her that the moment she can. I've told her that. Excellent. Barnaby well, and I are going to look for Alistair in case he's still around in the city someplace. Okay. Anyone that needs asylum, bring them here. I'm Silas, gonna, rest and recover. I'll see you. Bring a kind of a, yeah. a brief I'm, cut yeah. I'm leaving. Scene. As you are all starting to go off on your separate ways to handle separate things. I want to very briefly pop back to Joanne before we finish. Joanne, while you're waiting with Marta for Druti to get back, you'll get a message. Um... It is from Noah. Yeah. It says, Still nothing. We need to meet. You reply. Tan, tan, tan. No. I already said I'm in hiding. There's people after me. So I'm not replying. <laughs> so after a while, after a little bit of time passes, you get a final, not final, but you get another message from him um, that says you used to think that taking the right action was worth some risk. Mm. 
that message hits you in the conviction somewhat. Oh, oh, that's a bad place to hit you. Does Joanne send a message back at this, or does she do anything different? Let's roll that dice again. Okay. So whilst John is rolling that dice, it's just worth saying, Velvet, that when you were describing what you did to the others, whilst a lot of it is full of righteousness, there was that weird moment where you confessed to having tried to kill your own sire yep. and how that kind of goes against the spirit of the Oath of Oxfordshire. Yep. So you will gather two stains for your trouble. Okay. Um, just so as you know from that scene. We'll resolve that in a very short moment. So, Joanne... What is your response, if any, to that message? Um, oh, that's such a... <laughs> oh. Need something from you now, or we'll just have to find out after the mid-season break. I think we'll have to find out because that's okay. <laughs> okay, we will come back to you uh, yeah. after the mid-season break. So we are coming to the end, obviously, of our episode, but we have not yet quite finished because oh. Oh, good old yeah. stains, good old stains. Velvet got some stains. Everyone gets stains. Um, Hang on a second. Uh, the the you know, velvet get stains. Let's do. The, so let's see. Sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, the velvet, uh, the last stains of velvet have. Does velvet have any convictions? So it's funny you say that. I was going to ask the same thing myself. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. I thought you were going straight to the rule. It was like no, no. So, so I, I think there are some additional trouble in these convictions. Oh, um. So one of the convictions is in love above all, which is fine because that makes sense. But the other conviction is honor thy family, which I don't feel I've massively done. Right? <laughs> it's a point. Yeah, you cannot apply honor thy family. No, no, no. All act. I was thinking was, is that that's, if effectively what I did was directly in breach of that. So yes. does that? Do you want to throw yes, in more things? Right. So what we will argue, I think, is the extra stain you get from breaking one of your convictions is mitigated by the other. Okay, so you fine. just get two stains. Yep you can roll against that. Okay. Now, I believe we misrepresented your humanity last time around. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Because I believe you are at humanity... Six. Six. Yeah. So you're at humanity six. You've taken two stains. That means you get to roll two dice. And if you want to feel bad about what you've done, then you need to get a success. If you want to feel like you didn't give a damn and it was all good. Ooh. Okay. So I don't feel... No humanity loss. Well, I think the thing is, is, yeah, there's no humanity loss and there is remorse. And obviously for Velvet, you can tie that into the sense of it going wrong or other people or things like that. Yeah. Um, as you wish. But you do feel, as Velvet, I guess, evidenced in that last scene, you do feel some remorse about what happened. And there is something that's just, in terms of Velvet's upbringing, fundamentally wrong at turning against your effective father. You've been brought up to always respect your father, and that's a tough thing for Velvet to do. So even though this is the father that's got it coming, still a bit of like... Yes, it doesn't help me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Cool. Well, um, thank you all to the wonderful players. And, uh, thank you to our storyteller. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Callum for um, getting us through the technical. Callum Appreciation Week. Thanks, Callum. Yep. Well done. Uh, and of course, thank you all of you for watching along. We very much appreciate it. And we hope to be able to hang out with you and chat and have a good time, good old time, this time next week for um, the mid season fun chat. Casual question QA. Casual QA. I look forward to your questions. It's going to be amazing. And if you do have any yep. questions, do please throw them into Discord or on social media or wherever, and we'll pick them up. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Oh, thank you so much for watching this episode of Blood on the Tamases. If you would like to keep up with all the latest news, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, and remember, if you want to join us live, you can tune in every Monday at 7pm UK time on Twitch. Or you can catch up on YouTube and our podcast. Oh, and a, and a large thank you to our supporters on Patreon and all of you sparkling disaster ghouls. We'll see you next time.